Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. What's up, Cool Breeze? This is me, IC Robots, and we're back with another super informative episode of the Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe. This week, we're going to take a look at a guy named Leapfrog. This is a dude who wears a green frog suit and jumps all around fighting fighting with various heroes and whatnot. Let's, uh, let's just, I don't know, let's just jump right into it, Leapfrog style. Let me light this in an instant. Let's bang this gong and let's, uh, get it on. Get it on. really enjoy a guy like Leapfrog. I do dig these sort of like 1960s style one-note supervillains. Dude is a frog. Dude can jump. And I appreciate the simplicity of the idea. I, I've i been on to Leapfrog for a while because as as you guys know, I've, I've talked about this a few times. I'm trying to get a complete run of Daredevil. But before, before I started doing that, my initial idea was I was going to get a first, uh, a set of the first 100 issues of Daredevil, and I do have a lot from that period. I, I was kind of buying these before the prices really blew up on a lot of these things. So I was, I was getting things at good prices on the, on the online, and one of these one of these books that I knew I needed to get, that I did not get, but I knew that I needed to get, was Daredevil number 25 from December 66. This is the first appearance of uh, Leapfrog. Leapfrog is a Daredevil foe. They fought many times on the streets. The streets of Hell's Kitchen, the streets of Brooklyn, the streets of wherever they fought all in and around the New York area. But I, I knew I needed to get this one, and I never did get it. But, you know, it was on my radar, and I've always sort of had an interest in uh, Leapfrog. And then he he popped up in uh, She-Hulk, and I thought that was... I thought that was really fun. It was a different take on the character, obviously. It's a TV show, not a comic. Things have to things have to change. They have to rearrange, like the uh, Silver Platters would say. But I I did dig him on that show, and it got me thinking, why don't I why don't I kind of dig into this a little bit and we can, you know, learn together some more things about Leapfrog and it'll it'll be a fun learning experience for all. I think the best ones are the ones where I'm kind of learning a little bit too, because I I get the uh, joy of discovery, but let's let's get this jump off jump in with some personal data on Leapfrog. Personal details, height, weight, and that sort of thing. His name, his government name, his given name is Vincent Batilio. His current alias is the Leapfrog. He has some other aliases. He's gone by Croaky, Froggy, the Leaping Lame Brain, Vinny. The Human Frog and the Mighty Leapfrog, he has been affiliated with Damage Control, the Emissaries of Evil at one point, the Defenders, and he has worked for Justin Hammer. He has a sister named Marie, a wife deceased named Rosie, and he has two children. One, one who, who has, has not been, been named, named as, as of this, this point, point, and one named Eugene. He's a male. His gender is that of a male. He is five foot nine. Weighs 170, his eyes are that of brown, his hair is that of also brown. He is a human, his status, he's currently alive. He's in the 616 reality. His citizenship is American, his occupation is villain, also inventor. He was invented by Stan Lee and Gene Conlon way back in 1966. That's all, that's all kind of standard stuff, quite honestly. Average height, average weight, brown hair, brown eyes, family, one kid he cares about, one he doesn't even name, all kinds of, 
All kinds of very typical uh, stuff of that time. I wonder what's up with him being in the Defenders, though. That's that's interesting. That had to be far in the future. But the Defenders are sort of a team full of misfits. I mean, the Hulk has been a member at one point. So I can imagine anyone doing so. Let's uh, let's jump into the next seg. This is where we're going to talk about what kind of powers these uh, this leaping frog fella has. <laughs> let's go. Powers and abilities. Like what can they do and such. Abilities, Patilio is a skilled inventor. Weaknesses, Vincent Patilio has never had any success as either an inventor or a supervillain. He struggles financially just to pay the rent for his home. The abilities of Leapfrog as a supervillain derive from the Leapfrog's suit and a pair or modified shoes that allow Leapfrog to jump six stories or roughly 73 feet in the air. That's, uh, that's something right there, being able to leap, uh, that high in the air. One has to wonder, though, the, uh, impact on your body coming down. Even if you have some kind of, like, super high-tech shock absorbers, which I'm, which I'm sure he does, the, the impact on your bone structure is gonna be very, very hazardous to your health. I would imagine you're gonna get bone spurs in your feet. You're gonna get, like, uh, splintered, uh, shins, shin splints, I believe they're, they're called. Not good at all. I... I would imagine that they would explain this by saying that it was um, something to do with the suit. Like, the suit was protecting his body from the from the impacts. But I would think if you could invent a suit that can protect you from a 73-foot fall, you should um, you should work with that rather than going out there committing crimes. But I, I think that a character like uh, Patillo, he, he's gone through life. It's been hard. He's not making ends meet. Things just are not working out in the way that he would want. And he feels like he feels like life owes him more. He's he's obviously very smart. This is in the 60s. This is the very early days of Marvel. You only got like your Iron Man and stuff flying around. So he's he's a very early adopter of the high tech hero game. He he could be called one of the early armored uh, characters in Marvel. Marvel loves armored characters. They love armored characters. So he fits right in in that regard. And the the world, the world just never gave him what he feels like he should have. So then when he, when he gets this, he's like, could I, could I sell this? Should I do something with it in a, you know, a, a design sense? He's like, nah, I am going to go out there and I am going to rob. So let's take a look at the, at the power grid. Intelligence is that of a four. That puts him, that puts him in the range of a guy like, you know, you're uh, Peter Parker. You're uh, Emma Frost. You're inventors of that level. Peter Parker is an amazing inventor. So to be even on par with him is, uh, that's a very high compliment. So let's take a continued look at the grid. His strength is that of a three. That is, that's peak human strength. His speed is a three. This is... This is pretty fast for a human character. He's as fast as they uh, they come. His speed is that of a three. That puts him on the level of Peter Parker. That puts him on the level of Namor. That puts him on the level of She-Hulk. Our guy can move around at a very, very quick pace. His uh, durability is that of a three. This puts him. This puts him in the level of like a Miles Morales, a Jubilee, a Peter Quill, a Kitty Pride. You're your standardness, energy projection one. He doesn't really, he doesn't really do that. He should have invented something like a, like a tongue, like Toad, like the X-Men villain Toad that came out and attacked people. His, his fighting skills are, they're average. He's a, just, you know, run-of-the-mill guy who can leap around and be a, 
be a frog and stuff. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and get into his bio, but our, our guy's a little hair triggered because I think that if he, if he spent more time with adding some armament to the suit, he would have had a lot more success than just going out there and leaping. But I don't think our guy, I don't think our guy's big on the fighting. I think he's big on the evading, much like frogs in real life. When you come after a frog, it's not, it's not going to get you with its, uh, spiky quills. It's going to try to leap away and escape. But, um, our guy does that too. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's find out his bio and stuff. I think, I think that's where, I think that's where the real story lies. Let's, let's, let's uh, let's leap ahead. Character bio. Like how did they get their powers and stuff like that. Vincent Patelio was an inventor by trade. He spent most of his life inventing novelty items for toy companies. By his own description, Vincent Patelio was a small time loser. He had some skills as an inventor and dreamed of making it big. But all his inventions were failures and never got past the patent office. Then he designed power pack driven, leaping coils. They were his most successful invention, but he did not even bother with getting a patent for them. He designed a costume for himself and started a life of crime as the leapfrog. He was soon defeated by Daredevil. Vincent's villainous career started at an airport, where he tested his ability to leap all over the place. He prevented airplanes from taking off and was pursued by the police. He took blind man Matthew Murdoch as a hostage, trying to get a breather from his pursuers. After resting for a bit, the leapfrog released Murdoch and escaped. I... I like that so much. It's just... It's so silly. Our guy is a failed toy inventor. This is... This is way back in the day before, like, licensed toys. There's no Star Wars. There's none of that. Any kind of G.I. Joe or Transformers. None of that even exists. Kids play with, like, hoops and sticks and, like, toy cars and, like, tin rockets and tin robots and stuff. So your success is in inventing something like a jack-in-the-box or some kind of new toy idea. And he came up with nothing but... He did invent this really cool suit that allowed him to boing, boing, boing all over the place. So what does he do? He goes to the airport because this is the only place in New York City he can think of that's like hard concrete. There's no like test facilities that he can go use. He's like, I'll go to the airport and I'll, I'll leap around the, uh, the, you know, the jetway and all that stuff. I'll, I'll go and I'll leap around the, uh, the landing strip and the jetway and all these places. There's a lot of concrete for him to do his, uh, leapfrog thing. So he's doing it, but he's blocking airplanes. And this is, this is the old days. If this were, like, post-9-11, they'd probably shoot him with a, uh, like a jet fighter would fly by. They would hit him with a missile for terroristic attacks. But this is... This is way, way, way back then. So all of this is, it's kind of a minor annoyance as far as they're concerned. So the cops come. It's not the feds. What does he do? He grabs a blind guy, which is not cool at all. But this blind guy turns out to be Matt Murdock, who we know is Daredevil. He's probably flying away, jet-setting on some kind of Mad Men-style vacation. He's going down to a uh, Howard Johnson in Los Angeles, like Don Draper and Betty and stuff. It's gonna, it's gonna be a nice trip. But what happens? He gets grabbed by Leapfrog, Leapfrog stops all the planes from flying. Did he, did he eventually get to go? I'm gonna think probably. They didn't make such a big deal out of things like this back in the day. I mean, D.B. Cooper opened the door and jumped right out. And all they did was like interview people. So this is, 
This is before they'd really freak out. I'm just thinking he jumped around, he left, and then the flights went away, and you know, Matt Murdock uh flew off into the space. That's what that's what I'm imagining right here. Very, very silly stuff. Very fun. Vincent next wore the new Leapfrog's suit and decided to use it to reinvent himself as a master criminal. At night time, the Leapfrog bounced his way through New York City. He decided to rob the first jewelry store that appeared in his path. He easily opened the locked door of the store, and started stealing jewels. However, this action activated the store's alarm. By coincidence, a patrolling daredevil was standing three blocks away from the jewelry store and decided to respond to the alarm. Daredevil entered the store. He attacked the leapfrog, but the villain effortlessly evaded the attack. He was very fast when moving, and Daredevil realized that the leapfrog was faster than his previous opponents. The hero realized that the leapfrog acted defensively, but had yet to make any offensive move. The leapfrog then started ricocheting from wall to wall, while increasing his speed. Daredevil was too slow to grab or touch him. The leapfrog then broke through a window and escaped into the night, while taunting the Daredevil. There's a lot to unpack from this. So when our guy Leapfrog first appeared at the airport, leaping all over the place, he didn't really think of himself as a villain just yet. But when he was forced into it, he's now he's now a kidnapping hostage taker, aka aka the Matt Murdock grabbing. So he feels probably in some ways like I have no choice. I have no choice but to but to use this suit for evil. Everybody already thinks I'm evil. So why don't I? Why don't I just grab some of these baubles out of this jewelry store and we'll we'll uh, call it even. I wonder if the uh, the store was on on the second floor because what what otherwise would the leapfrog abilities help him with? He, he he leapt onto the roof maybe he came in through the roof. I don't know. let's let's uh what else was there? Then Daredevil shows up and leapfrog like he's leaping around, he's doing his thing, he's moving side to side, not not really even attacking Daredevil because he does not know anything about uh about this kind of thing. He doesn't know how to fight. He's a toy inventor. He's one of these guys who makes who makes dolls at a doll factory and he does not know anything about fighting a guy like Daredevil. So he's just he's just boing 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 and all over the place doing his thing. And then when he sees his chance, he just bones out. He's like, "Oh look, I'm going to go this way, Daredevil. Then I'll go the other way." And he just escapes into the night laughing at Matt Murdock calling him a fool. I I have to imagine a hothead like Daredevil, we do know that this guy, he is quite a hothead. If if you followed him in any any form of TV, movie, literature, or anything, he's he's a he's a troubled guy, and this has to just be like this has to be eating at him in such a bad way. This guy went out there and he jumped into space, laughing at him. Let's uh let's go forward and see what happened. The following morning the leapfrog robbed a bank. His crime was reported in the radio news. Meanwhile, Daredevil had tracked him down and prepared to ambush him. He jumped Froggy and got his hands around the surprised villain. Leapfrog struggled to escape, and used the loot as a club on Daredevil's head. A dazed Daredevil let go of his opponent. The villain was leaping all around him and mocking him. Daredevil recovered and used the cable from his billy club to ensnare the Leapfrog. 
He brought the villain crashing hmm. to the ground and hmm. started beating hmm. him mercilessly before eventually turning him over to the police. Daredevil declined to testify at the trial and Leapfrog was released back into New York, where he continues to cause problems on the regular. I have to admit, I added that last part myself. I I imagine these superhero guys never testify. They're the ones who were there as the eyewitnesses, and they're not showing up in court, and I do imagine a lot of these cases get thrown out, but that... That was not actually what happened with the uh, Leapfrog case. He he goes out there and get this. This is this is funny. This is something that I, I actually recall. He goes out there and he hires he hires the firm of Nelson and Murdoch to defend him in court. And Murdoch is gonna do it. That sneaky rat Murdoch is gonna go out there and he's gonna do it. He's probably gonna try to botch the case on purpose. But at the last minute, Foggy Nelson steps in there and says, you know, Matt, I know, uh, I know you're crooked. I know you're corrupt because this guy's out there like beating people up at night and then he's a lawyer during the day. You know that he is illegally obtaining evidence. You know, he's illegally obtaining confessions. That was, that was the way of the world at the time. And then he's using these illegally obtained confessions. I mean, what did we just hear? He beat the tar out of this guy Leapfrog just just because Leapfrog was making fun of him. He beat the heck out of him. So you have to imagine this guy's going in the court with all kinds of illegally obtained evidence. When uh, when Murdoch accepts the case, it's very typical of uh, what you would expect from somebody like this. He's a good guy, this Murdoch. He does, in fact, go out there and he helps a lot of poor people. He does a lot of pro bono work. But then at the same time, he's also, he's out there doing uh, illegal things as a uh, member of the court. So I don't know, dude. I, I'm i very torn, but I, I'm a big Daredevil fan. I'm torn in the fact that, uh, is he awesome or is he oh, super awesome? But that's the... That's the saga of Leapfrog. Poor guy winds up behind bars. All he wanted to do was be good at something, and he finally invented something cool, and he he blew it. He could have he could have done any number of things with this. He could have been an entertainer doing slam dunk exhibitions at the uh, the middle of Nick Games. He could have been any number of things. But what does he do? He tries to rob a bank in a bright green suit, looking like a frog. That's that's just not the move. Let's. Let's go into what is the final segment of this. We're going to find out what his first appearance cost, if he's been an action figure, if he's been a card, a statue, a, uh, I don't know, what else can somebody be? A, uh, hot toy? I doubt it. But maybe, let's, let's find out. Other stuff like, what was their first appearance? Is it valuable? Any cool toys or anything like that? You've got mail. Alrighty, tidy whitey, we are in the last segment of the show. This is the part where we go online to the greatest marketplace of all the marketplaces on the online, a place known as eBay. We look at comics, we look for toys, t-shirts, trading cards, any anything like that related to the character in question. That character in question is, of course, the Leapfrog. The the first thing that I that I realize when I when I look at this here, the first appearance of the Leapfrog is Daredevil number 25 in 1967. And I do, in fact have this comic. I'm looking at it right now. I know that I said I didn't earlier, but I'm looking at it and I, I realize I do have it because it's also the appearance, the first appearance rather, of uh, Matt Murdock's twin brother, Mike Murdock. And for whatever reason, in my head, that's that's how I think of it. I think it's because, like, in the past year, Mike Murdock has made an appearance in the in the Daredevil run. And when I when I bought this comic, I, I was thinking of it as Mike Murdock's appearance, not the not the first appearance of Leapfrog, not knowing that Homeboy was going to show up on a on a Marvel TV show. I think that I didn't pay very much. I think maybe like $10, $20. I got this at the uh, Berkeley Comic Show over the 
over the last uh, calendar year. That's a really fun show, man. If you ever if you ever get the chance to go to that, I would highly recommend it. It's small. It's in a uh, like a high school gym, and it's just it's just wall to wall comics, man. That's all they have in there. No pop vinyls. No anything but comics. There might be some guys with like comic pages, like original art and stuff, but like. It's a comic show. It's not a pop culture show, which is something that I definitely do uh, enjoy more than um than a lot of things. I myself, I'm like a comic show guy. If I if the show says it's a comic show, I'm very excited. But then you have like you have like fan expos and mega cons and stuff, and those things are awesome too. Don't get me wrong, but I. I like comics. I want to go and like dig through boxes with other smelly nerds. But I I picked this one up there and I, I do recognize it. And I think that's pretty cool. You can get it on the online for like 35 bucks or so if you want like a like an ungraded copy. They go as high as like a hundred for ones that are in really good shape. Here's a here's a graded 8.5. Somebody wants two hundred dollars for her. It's not it's not like an overall expensive book at all, but Leapfrog, Leapfrog's fun, man. He was really cool in that She-Hulk show. Very silly, very uh, nice little character appearance there. He has been a Marvel legend. This was uh, just a few years ago. He he was part of the uh, Build a She-Hulk set. You can, I wonder if that was like foreshadowing. I don't follow Marvel Legends very closely. I, I know that there was like a She-Hulk set. I think there was a She-Hulk set. I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak out of turn on that. I see them at the store, and I think they're definitely fun, but I, I don't really collect them, like, myself personally. So I don't I don't follow them uh, as, as much as some people do. But you can pick that one up on the online right now. You can get a... You can get one in the pack, like sealed, sealed for $27.99 with a four buck shipping. If you want to get one loose, it's much cheaper. You can get one for, like, $9.99 right now at this moment with a, with a little bit of shipping. As far as I can tell... There has never been, like, a Bowen statue or anything like that for our guy Leapfrog. There's never, as far as I can tell, there's never been a uh, shirt or a sweatshirt or a hat or anything like that at all. Which is, which is sad because he's one of those really fun 1960s silly Marvel characters. And it's nice, it's nice to uh, look back at this era. I think that people have this idea that, like, Marvel's dark and Marvel's dreary when they... When they see these movies, a lot of comic fans say, well, it wasn't, it wasn't dark enough. It wasn't gritty enough for me. And I do definitely agree with that in a lot of cases. A lot of times it's very quippy. It's very comical. And that doesn't appeal to me as much as uh, some of the more serious things. But when you look back at actual factual Marvel, you see that it was, it was silly as much as it was anything. I mean, this guy's like flipping around in a frog suit. And then the very next issue of Daredevil, you have a guy whose power is that he has stilts. It was... It was all a lot of fun, and a lot of the, the MCU stuff really does try to, like, it really tries to grab that fun. It wants it to be fun. It wants it to be cute, and I, I get it, man. The whole the whole She-Hulk show was uh, very fun, very silly, nice stuff, good stuff. But then, you know, you got, like, your uh, your Captain America Winter Soldier, very serious. You got, like, all your uh, Netflix shows, you know, these Daredevils and all these things, very serious, which is, uh, which is cool, man. Marvel has... Marvel has something for everyone. I think, I think that's about it, honestly. As far as like leapfrog merch, there's not, there's not a lot. He's uh, never been a pop vinyl. He's never been a well. He hasn't been anything. Let's just, let's just double check around here. We're actually on the online right now. Here's a bunch of comics with leapfrog in it. You know what you find a lot of when you search Marvel leapfrog is that uh, the leap pad. You know that that kids toy. Marvel did a tie-in with them, 
and you find Marvel Leap Pads. There's one that's like it looks like Spider Man, and there were like Spider Man games and stuff for it. It's like a it's like a small little laptop for kids, kind of a toy laptop. But it looks like it looks like all of the uh, all the things for Leapfrog here are just various appearances in Daredevil, a couple of appearances in like Spider Man, things like that. He's not. He's not the biggest, uh, the biggest honcho in the crime world, which is, which is fine. Not everybody can be the kingpin. Not everybody can be the hood. Not everybody can be one of these guys. Some people, some people gotta be frog dudes jumping around in suits, you know? Some guys gotta be that, and that's fine. We all, we all have our place in life. Here's one. It's Amazing Spider-Man number 266. It was written by Peter David. It came out in 1985, and on the cover, it looks like Spider-Man is interfering with a fight, like a fist fight between... Leapfrog and Toad, the uh, the X Men villain Toad from the from the X Men movies with the with the tongue, the Toad that fries like lightning, like everything else does. Looks like looks like they're gonna fight. That would be fun. I think that I think I'd probably go with Toad in that one. Toad Toad is a uh, he's a Stone Cold killer man. Leapfrog barely doesn't have any offensive maneuvers. You know, he's more more of a, a sneak thief who doesn't sneak very well. More of a sneak thief who makes a lot of noise and gets caught, but. I'd go Toad. Toad's, Toad's a Stone Cold Killer, dude. He was in the uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which is which is a dangerous group of guys led by Magneto. You've all seen those X-Men movies. Y'all know about that. Let's let's see. Anything else? If you if you enjoy this show, and I hope that you do, I really hope that you do, we have a Patreon. It's uh, supportthereport.com. You can find all the info there. It's Icy Robots on the Patreon. There's a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of bunch of fun shows on there there's uh dc episodes there's episodes of uh just at the movie all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff there definitely worth a look see you can get in there very very inexpensively support the report.com i uh i see robots.com is where you can find more stuff like this we got a uh, my vanity project world famous that's a show about my life we got the mr sensational gino vega show which is a show about his his adventures in the world of substitute tj we got a uh, geek fest rants with Carlos Perone, great, great, great show with an amazing back catalog, all kinds of fun stuff. I see Robots Radio. That's I S E E Robots Radio. That's on the tweets as well. I see Robots. You can find the official Twitter for this. It's a uh, Marvel Handbook. Marvel Handbook on the tweets. I think. I think that's about it. Check out those other things. Check out I see Robots Radio. Go to your pod device and type in I see Robots Radio. It's all. I see robots is all one word. Radio is a separate word. Type those in there and you'll find all kinds of fun stuff and you will be a much happier person than you are right now. It's a whole new world. A whole new world of fun. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys reach out to me, let me know some characters you'd like to hear me talk about and I will do my best to do so. But uh, until that day happens, guys, make mine Marvel. This has been I See Robots Radio Projection. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day hour. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.